Welcome back to Radio X Off The Record, a podcast produced by NSU's Radio X. I'm Jamari, although most of you may know me as DJ Flacky on 88.5 FM, coming to you from Nova Southeastern University. Also, guys, I'm so sorry for those last three episodes. I don't know who ended up taking over our podcast. Spooky season is really an interesting time. That said, this episode for Radio X's NSU updates, we'll be discussing this year's homecoming week, which happens to be this very week that the podcast airs. Following our NSU updates, we will dive into an exclusive interview with artists known as B-Star. That said, to start off, here is DJ Black Lotus with NSU's updates. This in for NSU updates, we are speaking with Jalen Thomas, who is a speech language pathology major from the Farquhar Honors College and also the president for the Gamma Delta chapter of Lambda Theta Alpha Latin Sorority. Not only that, but she's also a member of the National Student Speech Language Hearings Association and on NSU's women's track and field team. But what you guys most likely want to know is, is she running for homecoming queen? And for that, it's yes. So we decided to talk with her a little bit more about homecoming this year and why she decided to run. So, Dalen, the first thing that I would love to ask you is, have you ever attended homecoming at NSU before? So this will actually be only my second homecoming, which is weird because I'm a senior. But my freshman year, I went. But sophomore and junior year, I had track practice in the morning. And our track practices are at 6 in the morning. So I was not really about to go out and do stuff and then go to practice the next day. So this will be my second homecoming. Yeah, with college students, we all have a pretty busy life, so it's understandable that homecoming probably wasn't your top priority at the moment. And with that being said, what are you looking forward to this year for homecoming? Well, obviously, besides finding out who's going to be homecoming queen, I'm honestly really excited for the actual homecoming itself, like the dance part, because it's on top of the parking garage, which sounds really odd, but I think the pictures are going to come out pretty fire, I must say. And what made you want to really go out there and run for homecoming queen? So I know this sounds really cliche, but my freshman year, I kind of made myself a promise that I was going to be more than a student athlete and I was really going to put myself out there. And so this was like my final hurrah of really like getting out of my comfort zone, putting myself out there. I joined a sorority. I did all these things that freshman year I wasn't ready for. I was like, no way, that's not me. Like, but I came in with this label that like, oh, I was just going to be a student athlete. And I really wanted to push the boundaries at here at NSU. And I was so able to. So running for homecoming courts, kind of like my last hurrah and I leave. It's interesting that you say that. Were you a part of athletics in high school and leading up to coming into college? Yeah, so I actually was a student athlete my whole life. I've been playing soccer since I was literally eight. I played travel soccer and a few other teams. So I was always at soccer practice in school and out of school. I also did track in high school and apparently I'm better at track than I am at soccer. But (laughs) so I joined the track team here at Nova and I couldn't be happier. And I know you said that this is your second homecoming, but in previous years, did you ever try running for homecoming court? I did not. It wasn't something that I thought I had the time for or even the drive to do because it does take a lot of motivation. There's a lot to do. And since you're running this year, have there been any challenges or difficulties that you faced while trying to run for homecoming queen? 
I think that everyone being online is really difficult just because I want to reach all the students and get my message across. I think that's why this is so great to do is to get on here and talk about like me getting out of my comfort zone and really putting myself out there because college really is what you make it. And that's one of the reasons I'm coming is because I've gotten to talk to so many freshmen, juniors, sophomores, like I've gotten to talk to so many people as like running for homecoming that I was able to really spread that message, like make college what you want. Like do not let anyone label you. Do not let yourself sell short, like really make college what you want. And I think that it's kind of difficult to get that message out to like the online students but I think I've been doing a pretty good job with um, hosting online events and kind of doing it that way. Okay and I know that you mentioned that everything's online and from your perspective as a student how do you think that this will impact homecoming or how do you think that homecoming is going to be different this year as opposed to the last time you attended homecoming? So last time I attended homecoming, even just the dance itself was just a lot of people super crowded, a lot of dancing really close to each other. And I know that won't be the case this year. As for all the events leading up to homecoming, I think they've they've been pretty well. We've had a little bit of a smaller turnout than normal, but that's expected because there's less people on campus. But I honestly think that in comparison to previous years, they're more intimate because there's so little students. We're really getting to see and know other students on campus, which I think is really great. And I know that you attended the election party event that was on November 3rd. Did it exceed the expectations that you were expecting from that event? Honestly, I want to shout out Shark Cage for the awesome food. Like, I was not expecting that. I was expecting something else. But this was really good food. Try the mac and cheese. But (laughs) the election party honestly went really well. It was nice to see everyone come together, like, throughout difference of opinion, no matter what. Like, everyone came and kind of just celebrated the fact that this election was finally over. And yes, there's still stress about it. But, you know, I think that everybody came together really nicely. And we all danced and had a really great time. And I know I introduced you at the beginning of this podcast, but is there anything else that you would like to tell us about yourself, maybe a little bit more about your message or all the students who maybe haven't voted for homecoming court yet? So I am obviously Jalen Thomas. I'm from Rhode Island, a really small place, but it's a really nice place if you ever want to visit. Captain of the women's track and field team. And I absolutely love NSU. I would not have come down here if it, you know, it wasn't for like my amazing program and the small class sizes. Honestly, if you haven't voted yet, please vote. Just come out to all the events. Like I'm not going to sit here and plug myself shamelessly, but come to the events. They're really, really great and make college what you can. It's super exciting. And what advice would you give to students who are hoping to run for homecoming court next year? I would say put yourself out there. Apply. Not everybody gets it on their first try, so apply maybe freshman year, sophomore year. Just apply. I'm so blessed to have great girls beside me, but honestly, put yourself out there. You'd be shocked how many people know your name, even though you haven't made a very in-person connection with them. I was shocked to hear that people were voting for me because they recognized my name from group chats or they recognized my name from something that the track team posted. Your name is honestly your selling point, and if you feel like you're not ready for it or something, just challenge yourself to put yourself out there. Well, that's all I have. But thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. And thank you so much for, you know, putting yourself out there and allowing us to talk a little bit more about homecoming because I know it's going to be different this year. Thank you so much. DJ Black Lotus and all the insight you had into our homecoming court. Here is DJ Frank now to give you Radio X's currently charting artists.
Hey guys, this is DJ Frank with your top 10 artists of the week from our Discover Weekly playlist. Coming in at number 10, we have the hip-hop artist Common with his brand new album, A Beautiful Revolution Part 1. Coming in close at number 9, we have the alternative indie artist returning to our charts, Secret Sun, with their brand new album, Winter Love. At number 8, we have an electronic single by Hot Chip and Jarvis Cocker called Straight to the Morning. Coming in at number 7, we have a returning favorite, Petite Biscuit, with their brand new album, Parachute. At number 6, we have some rock vibes with Tenacious D and his brand new single, Time Warp. At number 5, we have the indie single, Black Rain by Rye. Coming in at number 4, we have Mid with their brand new single, Moving Men, featuring Mac DeMarco. Mid is an alternative indie artist. Coming in at number 3, we have the indie pop artist Gwyn Love with her brand new album, At First Blush. Taking the number 2 spot, we have country and rock artist Late Night Special with their brand new album, Halfway to Somewhere. And taking the number 1 spot, we have the indie pop artist Prep with their new album called Prep. This has been the Top 10 Artists of the Week charting on Radio X's Top 30 Charts. You can hear all these songs on our Discover Weekly playlist located on Spotify. Keep it locked to the Off the Record Podcast. Thank you so much, Frank. Now, on to an exclusive interview we have conducted by DJ Tweetleg featuring artists known as B-Star. So first and foremost, B-Star, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come on and talk to us and be a part of our podcast and to let me interview you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So I'm going to be asking you a few questions. Feel free to answer in whatever way you would like. So one of the first questions I have for you is what inspired you to begin making music? It was always like something in my family. We always been kind of musical, like my family, like they sung and stuff like that. So when I was a teenager, like 13, I started learning how to play the drums. And I was never really good at singing, but playing the drums made me want to like kind of make beats. And then from there, I started wanting to rap. About 14, 15, I was like really trying to rap seriously. And uh, from there, okay. after that, I, uh, I met some guys who was rapping like locally and they were like kind of doing it professionally, mm -hmm. but they were local guys. So they taught me how to like make songs and like how to record, how to write, how to like do everything. So by the time I was 15, I was like really making songs and recording them and everything. So the next question I have for you is about one of your um, singles that I listened to, I thought it was pretty fire. So how did you come up with the name for Tweety and your newest single that you came out with? Uh, the name Tweety, <laughs> the reason I called it Tweety was just because I think of like that tweet that, like the Twitter sound almost. Uh, my girl, she has, she has a Twitter app, but whenever it goes off, it makes this like, this sound. So I almost thought about mm -hmm. like, or I, I was thinking in my head, like, this this person constantly blowing you up and constantly, like, at you is kind of like a bird, like, tweeting in your ear. Mm. So that's why I'm doing this song, Tweety. I never thought of it in that way. I was thinking of, like, 
I don't even know what I was thinking. I was thinking like Tweety Bird or something for some reason. I don't even know why. <laughs> My next question for you is, how did you actually meet Boosie Bass? Uh, through a high school friend. I had a high school buddy, and shout out to the alligator man. He, uh, he got cool with Boosie and kind of like became part of his camp. And uh, one day he was Instagram living, and I seen Boosie and I had the record. And I was like, man, Boosie would be fire on here, man. So I reached out to him like, hey, man, you know, can you can you hook it up and make a long story short? He did hook it up. And I went out to Boosie house and we recorded, you know, he recorded his part. So that was pretty fire. But yeah, a high school buddy of mine uh, ended up knowing Boosie. It was weird. It's a small world. Seriously. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, who would have thought that when your high school friends would know someone as famous as Boosie, that it's actually very, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so I could have two questions in one for you. Growing up, who were some of the artists that inspired you the most? And also, besides yourself, who is one of your favorite artists of all time? People that inspired me the most are probably Lil Wayne, T.I., Lil Wayne, because when I was in high school, like around the time of like the Carter Three, everything he said was just like fire. Like all the all the punchlines, all the things that he put together, everything was fire. So writing wise, he was like a rap inspiration, you know, to go that hard and put out so much music like he was doing, all the mixtapes plus the albums. T.I., he was the first rapper that I really noticed really add the instrumentation to the music. So his stuff was more than just like rap beats. It was like production like horns and like stuff like that you know yeah. so i was like oh this fire you know <laughs> that's that's how I, like when i first heard ti i think the first song from ti that i really really liked was was big ish popping uh mm -hmm. and that was just because like the production behind it it drove you like if you listen to it in headphones it'll make you like really want to get up and get the day started you know and then number three i'll give you number three and i'll make that my all-time favorite is andre 3000 He's my favorite rapper, artist of all times. An artist because I've seen him cross over to other lanes and other genres flawlessly. And rapper because Andre 3000 is that artist that can take a song and make it his own. As a feature, by the time you get to his verse, you forgot whose song it was. You're just listening to what Andre 3000 has to say. You know, so that's like, that's dope, as a, especially as a rapper. So you feel like out of all of them, he's one that's inspired you the most yes because he's himself he didn't mm -hmm. like he didn't follow a trend he kind of like made his own trends and he did his own thing he did hey y'all and then he did like the other outcast stuff he showed you that you know he wasn't going to be kind of tied to like one box he was going to show you that he was an overall artist and he could do a lot of things besides just rap so that's a hell of inspiration that is pretty true i will agree with you on that one Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Kind of ties into the musical artist thing, if you would choose them. But if you were to collaborate with any artist, who would it be? And they can be dead or alive. That's, that's a lot of artists. So I'm going to just tell you the one right now that's like really on my heart mm. is like Meg Thee Stallion. I would love to have Meg Thee Stallion do a, a remix to Tweety with me. But I would love for her to tell the female side 
because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people in the comments on social media, on YouTube, on you know Instagram, saying like, "Oh, this could be like for ladies too. Like, you know, this like this ain't just a male thing." So it's like I feel like she would be dope to come in and like spit the female side of it as a remix. Any type of remix to your song, I would most definitely be listening to it. Hey, well, shoot, we're going to try to make that happen for real, for real. Ooh, well, you know, make sure that you send it my way then, because I most definitely be listening to it. Okay, for sure. So what were, like, as from an artist's perspective, what were a lot of things that kind of got messed up or postponed because of COVID? Like, what were some of the major things that kind of, like, shifted? Everything. Because COVID happened. Like, when it comes to your music career. Everything. Really- <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Like, even, even, like, down to, like, distributing the songs. Like, even the distributors mm-hmm. were backed up. So they were telling people, like, hey, if you want to distribute a song, give us some time. Because, like, due to COVID, mm-hmm. we got employees out, we're short-staffed, like, give us some time. So, like, ev- almost almost every step was slightly delayed or, like, slightly slowed down because of COVID. I know there were some platforms, like uh, Amazon, Amazon sent out an email that was just like, hey, we're, like, we're shut down right now, <laughs> basically. So I couldn't, like, you couldn't even, like, if you were trying to access, like, your Amazon stuff, it was hard to, and, like, so it kind of really slowed everything down. Um trying to book so okay some photographers and directors were like down to work like they did not care about COVID because they were like I gotta pay bills but the majority mm-hmm. like 75 percent mm-hmm. of photographers directors all of them were like oh no nah, man it, it, it's a pandemic out there man I I gotta stay inside right now so just a lot of stuff was like slowed down because of that Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that all of that stuff was happening. I thought it was just like tours. I didn't know that COVID like affected so many other things. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it got it got pretty hectic. I, I didn't think it would, but then once you like started making calls and like mm-hmm. cu- customer service numbers were like off. This I mean it wasn't it wasn't this way the whole time, but for probably a good like two to three months. Like you would call mm-hmm. certain like customer service numbers and it would just like give you a pre-recorded like COVID message. Like we're all working from home right now. It, even even down to like canceling the flights. Like I wanted to go to uh, South by Southwest. I had my tickets booked. I had everything booked. And it was like a mm-hmm. two hour wait on hold, you know, with United Airlines just to cancel the flight. You know, so wow. like, everything was just really slow because of COVID. There are so many things that happened when COVID happened. Like, we weren't even able to go on air anymore. Just a bunch of stuff. So I can feel when it comes to, like, music was a little bit abrupted because of all the stuff that was going on. But we're still making it, kicking it through as we Right. They're they trying to open it back up now, it looked like. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I know what it looks like. But we're going to see. I know that Florida is slowly but surely trying to open bet open things i know that the amusement parks like universal and disney all those things are open um hmm. like the nightlife isn't really open yet but i'm pretty sure it's going to be opening up soon but yeah i see the nfl see. and the nba playing games so i figure you know mm-hmm. if, if they can run around and tackle each other you know i think they'll yeah. be opening other stuff back up pretty soon then 
Yeah, exactly. So another, I have a few more questions for you. I hope I'm not nah, no problem. too Go much ahead. of your time. But do you have any full albums planned anytime soon? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we have a full album planned for the end of the year. Um, we were looking at pushing out in November, but it looks like it'll be like the top of December um, that we'll have a full album coming out. And that will have Tweety on it. It'll be like the first part of my story. You know, mm -hmm. I kind of want to give out like my story in like pieces. So it'll be kind of the first part of my story, like, you know, being in LA and like kind of becoming B-Star. So your album is going to be a storybook of your life? Some of them will be storybooks of my life, but once a person kind of dives into my discography, I want them to feel like they, they know me. Like, you know my philosophy, you know what I like, what I don't like, you know, where I grew up, you kind of know my morals and my beliefs, and you know what I stand for. That's kind of what I want to put out through my music. So instead of just seeing me on interviews or hearing me on podcasts, you can also listen to my music and be like, oh, yeah, he, he really does believe that, or he really does think that way. So I have another question for you. If someone were to listen to your music, and after they got done listening to it, what are some things that you would want them to describe about your music? That's a good question. Dang. I would, I would love for someone to say that it was authentic. A lot of times when people hear music, the first thing they do is compare it to like what they've heard. I mean, it's human to compare like things to what you've heard, but I would just love for someone to hear it and be like, that was something I never, not, not necessarily something I've never heard before, but like, that was something new. Like he created his own little sound. He got his own little thing going on. You know, mm -hmm. I want people to just see me as like my own lane, doing my own thing. And another question regarding just like fans or people in general, if someone were to come up to you and ask for advice on going into the music industry, what are some tips or advice that you would give them? My main piece of advice to people, you know, is just enjoy, enjoy the ride. Because, like, people always get caught up on, like, where they want to go. And then if you're not moving as fast as you think you should be moving and you feel discouraged and, or, or you feel, like, doubt or something like that. But you just kind of have to fall in love with the journey. Because, you know, doing music or, or doing anything in life, like going to college, it's a journey. And you have to enjoy, like, every moment of the journey. And before you know it, you'll be where you want to be. But if you're just, like, looking at the top of the mountain and you're just like at the bottom of it trying to start your climb all you're thinking is like god that's so far away and it, it'll ruin the journey for you a bit you won't you know you won't cherish the fun that you had along the way getting to where you wanted to go okay okay mr inspirational speaker <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying all this stuff it was just reminding me of the climb by miley cyrus for some weird reason i don't even know why oh my goodness <laughs> Kind of going back to the music industry, what are some of the biggest things that you learned from all of your experiences working in the music industry? The biggest lesson I learned is it's a business, so be professional. And I learned that from Boosie, to be honest with you. Like when I when I did a video shoot with him and the, and the, like the song shoot, like I made the song, the song recording, 
everything mm-hmm. was like super pro. Like, you know, even during the video shoot, he kept it like real pro and stuff. And it just kind of taught me like, that's how you're supposed to move. Like, you know, don't mm-hmm. just come in there, you know, you're an artist, other people are artists, whether it be directors or whoever, other artists, you know, handle your business, be professional and, you know, get paid, you know? <laughs> The same thing as like having a regular job. Like sometimes people go to regular jobs and they try to get real friendly, and then like, you know, they they learn that damn, I should have just came here and worked. <laughs> so that's probably what I learned about mm-hmm. music industry most. But the main thing the music industry has taught me is confidence. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing that music that doing music and being in the music industry and doing rap now has given me is confidence. Because like I told someone before, like when you're making hip hop and you know and you're, you're gaining fans and people are like loving what you're doing and, and you're feeling it, it, it's like confidence. And that mm-hmm. confidence, you feel it on the inside and then eventually you feel that same confidence on the outside and it transforms you as a person. So that's what I really love about rap. That's what the first album is about. It's about going from being Bernard to being B-Star, like the confidence mm-hmm. that I gained and the person that I turned into. When it came to the person that you turned into, how long do you think it, it took you to come out of the Bernard Shell and evolve into the B star. I'm gonna be honest, it, it took me it took me some time because I had to like change like my circle of people. Mm-hmm. Like when when you're trying to, you know, do something or elevate or move or something like that, and you're hanging out with people that see you for not who you want to be or they don't exactly see it, sometimes you have to like step away. Not saying you have to lose a friendship or anything like that, but sometimes you have to step away from people if you're telling them like <laughs> I don't know if you're telling them like my name is Brad and they're like oh no nah, man no nah, my name is Greg but it's like no I went to the courthouse I changed my name to Brad I, my name is Brad now it's like I, I, I gotta go find some people that are gonna call me Brad you know like that are gonna see me for who I am now so it kind of took that step because I was kind of hanging with the old people and still feeling like the old me mm-hmm so it took for me to change my circle a little bit, people who I was around and kind of get more aligned with people who are on the same journey as me. And that's when I really started to feel it. Of course. So when it comes to the people that you hang around with now, how would you describe them? Go-getters, like, like, like people with serious goals. So it's almost like I'm like competing, which I like. I kind of like that. You know, some people are competitive people. And I kind of like that. I kind of like working, 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 and then like looking over and being like, all right, yeah, I see they working too. Like, like being in the gym and you working out and you looking around, everyone's working out. That's where I'm at now. And how would you describe the people that you used to associate yourself with? They were still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like what they, what they wanted to do, what they, you know, they were kind of, you know, people just living their lives and they were just kind of like figuring out like, what they wanted to do, but I was like, I was, I knew what I wanted to do. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for my goal now. And where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? In the next three to five years? Yes. I wanna, I wanna win a Grammy in the next three to five mm-hmm. years. I wanna be like, I wanna be able to take that back to like the area I'm from, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, be able to say like, yo, we did, like, we can do this, you know, we can do anything. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be dope to be able to take that back to my small town and like inspire the people I went to high school with. That's my, that's my real goal is to like be considered, you know, a professional musician by like the world, 
you know, in a sense. That's dope, that's dope. Like, what inspires you to get up in the morning every day and to go out and do the things you need to do to be successful? That's kind of half and half. Half of it is, like, my family, and the mm-hmm. other half of it is, it's it's in me. It's so, it. I don't know, it just, <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I want to go, I, you know, I want to go be successful. I want to go to work. I want to go to the studio. I want to go, you know, shoot videos and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it's my passion. So it, it, it wakes me up in the morning, you know? That's pretty far. Cause some people, their motivation inside themselves isn't enough 